Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Well, welcome tonight to the Ex-Mormon Files. And before you change the channel, <laughs> uh, you're thinking Earl's going to be here. And, uh, and I'm sitting here instead. I'm Jim Catlin. I'm the pastor of Main Street Church in Brigham City. And Earl is here tonight. So Earl is our guest tonight. And uh, we're, we've Hi. decided to switch the tables, <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to interview you instead of you interviewing somebody else. I'm so, excited to share my story. So, so we get to find out about the deep, dark secrets, <laughs> but don't go too dark, just deep <laughs> is all we need. But I, but a lot of people, uh, you know, they ask me, since they know that, that, uh, that I know you ask me more questions about you personally. And, yeah. And uh, so we should just meet Earl sometime because he's yeah. a nice guy. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to find out about your background some and how you got to be what you're doing here and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So this this will be kind of fun. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> share some some things that maybe people don't know about me, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start like the normal format you do. Let's go back and let's start talking about your life uh, in the church. Now, you were, you were born in the church, under the covenant? Yeah, uh, not in the Covenant. My, no. I was born in Gunnison, Utah, and, okay. and was raised here in Salt Lake, went to South High and up to you. But my uh, mom and dad were, my, my dad was never more than a teacher. Oh, uh, I always okay. had that hope uh, before he passed away that he would become an elder and that the, my right. mom and dad could get married in the temple. And actually, he died in April, and by November, my mom had... Uh, gone through the temple and had us sealed. So we all wow. went into the temple and, and were sealed. Wow. But just very active, normal life, baptized at 8 and deacon at 12 and teacher at 14, teacher 14 and priest at 16 yeah, right, right. and was the president of those and uh, first assistant in the priest quorum. And so very active. I was a scout and went on all the activities. And, and you enjoyed it? I mean, you weren't coerced. I mean, it was a no, natural no, I, part of life. Yeah, you know? mom was very active, and uh, uh, so it was just part of my life, yeah. yeah. I just knew the church was true. It was always true. <laughs> and I had a, a wonderful experience early on about Joseph Smith and his, uh, when I was about 16, and knew just, you yeah, were, just uh, had a burning so had a, in the bosom. So you had a pretty solid testimony then. Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't want to be too proud about it now, well, yeah, but, yeah. but I want the people out in the audience to understand that there was no question in my mind at all that the right. church was true, that Joseph was a prophet of right. the Restoration, and yeah, no question. So you weren't, you weren't one of these... Uh, you know, eternally rebellious children that held secret no. desires to leave and hated no. your, your, you know. Never no. smoked, never drank, still haven't. Uh, yeah. No coffee, no tea. No, oh, great. No, great. No big sins, as no big Mormons <laughs> call them. <laughs> no big sins. You know, I was a scout, too. Were you? I just made it this far from Eagle Scout. I was kind of miffed you? about that. Moved out of the country, and that was into that. Oh. So, in fact, it was a surprise to me when I moved to Utah that, that, that Boy Scouts is actually, you know, what young boys do in the church uh, oh, as yeah, the it's organization. The, it's the activity arm of the Aaronic yeah. priesthood. Because where I came from, that just was not the case. It oh. was 
just whenever. I so. couldn't swim, so I never became. You couldn't swim? No, I, not until I was 16, and then oh. I didn't realize I could still become an eagle at, at 18. So oh, okay. That one slipped by me, but anyway, then I, at, at 19, went on a mission. I, I actually lost my dad, and then I lost my mom when I was 16. Oh, so they were both gone by the time you were 16? Yeah, Dad died of a kidney disease and yeah. Mom of uh, a car accident when wow. I was 16. And then wow. I lived with a uh, family and then eventually an aunt and uncle and then went on mm -hmm. a, a mm -hmm. mission to Denmark when I was 19 and served a 30-month mission. Back in those days, we didn't have an MTC. Oh, okay. So I had to learn the language on So you, you learned it after you go there? Yeah, they give you wow. an extra six months to learn the language. So. Like a full immersion kind of here we go and... Yeah, it was quite the experience, but... Uh, Do you still speak any, what is it, Danish? Danish, Danish? yeah, uh, not not tons, and it's been... You don't get a chance. 50 years, you know, yeah. so <laughs> so it's been a long time. Wait, is that uh, Matt Wilder? Was he in Denmark? Is yeah, that? he was. Matt Did Wilder. you guys do a little Danish together when you saw him? Yeah, just a douse. <laughs> just douse. high. Hi, is that high? Yeah. Douse is high? Douse do. It's well, now I'm, you. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> and your missionary experience was a good one? Excellent. The yeah. only problem is that all the Danes were Lutheran, and they were sure, what yeah. we call in Ingen Interessa, no interest. Uh -huh. And so we knocked on a lot of doors. I only gave, got to give the six lessons twice, and, but I did have those two baptisms. And really? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, just so. twice. And all the rest of the times they were just slammed doors? Yeah, basically. You gave, you gave a few lessons, but I mean sure. to go through the entire the six was, uh, yeah, wow. just twice. But and how did, it how was did a wonderful you, experience. I enjoyed it. And your testimony grew while you are on your mission? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I was... Yeah, it was yeah. strong going in and strong coming out. A yeah. good Mormon testimony. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. I, re I did realize years later, I was listening to a missionary talk, and he, a return missionary, and he was talking about uh, something, and all of a sudden it just made me think, you know, I didn't really t talk about Jesus on my mission. On your mission, ah. No, I was representing the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I was mm -hmm. preaching Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and the plan of salvation, but sure. Jesus wasn't uh, really part of the discussion. Well, now, I think they've changed that he, now. He wasn't written into the, act, the written discussion, though. Is that what you're saying? Well, indirectly or? he is, because yeah. G Joseph Smith sees God and sure. Jesus. Yeah. And we do talk about the atonement. Yeah. Some, I believe it was in there, but um, Just yeah, not it's not a lot of... Not a lot of Jesus, more church, more Joseph Smith, more Book of Mormon. And you didn't, you didn't recognize that at the time? I mean, you're, you're <laughs> I recognize this past tense? Years later. Yeah. Years later. Yeah. And just some missionary up there talking about preaching the gospel. And, I'm, yeah. and I all of a sudden struck me, and this was before I was, became Christian, but mm -hmm. as a Mormon, I thought, well, no, I just really didn't talk about Jesus Where much. was Jesus in all of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, interesting. It was interesting, since I was representing the Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you'd expect some Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit more interesting. than, more than so, so you come back for your mission. Yeah, and then I marry, met, meet Mary Carla. Uh, now, how did you meet her? We were in I've a young, to know this. Um, young. It was mass. What MM and Gleaners, I think, is what they okay. called it. And yeah, we just met. Within a year, we got married in the Salt Lake Temple. Excellent. Uh, back in '69. And that was how many years ago? Forty, forty-six, forty-five. Ooh, that, yeah, that's great. Forty-five. That's great. Yeah. And you settle in Salt Lake area. Yeah, we do. We have four children. Four children. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
and and your family life with your with the kids and Carla and it's a pretty normal very LDS very experience. normal Mormon story. We yeah. raised the kids Mormon, and two of our three sons went on missions, and oh, okay. most yeah. of them married in the temple, and right. three out of the four, and. Yeah, it was just very normal. We didn't do things on Sunday. We tried to avoid going to the store on Sunday and just tried to yeah. live the law the so, best we could. So pretty textbook, you know, LDS Absolutely. experience yeah. and nothing really odd. It, you know, a lot of people who, who leave the church many times talk about the fact that some of the doubts or some of the things that they couldn't square away went up on shelves. D did you have any of those issues in there? Or I it was just kind of clean sailing? Yeah, I didn't really have any. Yeah. Anytime that anything strange came up and I just remember one lady once told me she says I just can't believe in Joseph Smith and my hmm. first thought was well you just don't know you haven't yeah. prayed about it you yeah. haven't studied and I thought how yeah. how sad for you that you don't have a testimony of Joseph Smith right. so really I didn't have a shelf uh, right. that yeah. I could say yeah I didn't have to deal with that and I I don't know if God if I was just naive or oblivious or what but uh, <laughs> God didn't uh, or just faithful, or something, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's willingly blind. Yeah, I mean, I never yeah. did study anything outside the church at yeah, all. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's get to where the switch happens. We get up to, we get up to 2005. Yeah. And, uh, and I, remember, I remember in 2005, that was the bicentennial for Joseph Smith's birth. And so, th yeah, since that was right. the 200 year. Yeah. yeah, 1805. So that was when President Hinckley said, everyone should read the Book of Mormon. Yep. I remember everyone was, everywhere you went, you saw people even sitting on benches reading the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And you did that that year. I was very faithful, and so by October, I'd finished. This was yeah. like in August or September, he made the challenge. And so within a right. month or two, I'd read it. And this was maybe the 30th time I'd read the Book of Mormon. Oh, so really? I was, okay. I was, you know, I'd done an in-depth study of the Book of Mormon and everything. Yeah. I was very well-versed in the Book of Mormon. But I'd somewhere, and I think back in Independence, Missouri, or somewhere we'd gone to Kirtland or something, Carthage, somewhere I'd picked up a little 1830 facsimile copy oh, yeah. of the Book uh -huh. of Mormon. Those little beige yeah, things. Yeah. So I start reading that, and all of a sudden I realize in First Nephi that there's some changes, some not just punctuation, but some doctrinal changes. Right, right. And that started me thinking. How did, how did you spot those at first? I mean, had you read the Book of Mormon enough that as you were reading it, it just... Well, it just says Jesus is the, is the eternal God. Oh, yeah, that and, would hop out. <laughs> and, and, and it just popped out. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so it started making me think. And, and I had actually ended up with three main questions. Mm -hmm. One was the uh, changes in the Book of Mormon, doctrinal right. changes in the Book of Mormon. Because right. I believed that the Book of Mormon was translated by the power of God, word for word. Word for word, Joseph yeah. Smith couldn't yeah. move from one word to another until he until had it, it was right. penned exactly right. So yeah. punctuation, uh, printer's problems, I could excuse all that. But mm -hmm. this one, that seemed really strange. The other thing yeah. that was odd, uh, because I wanted to find out, well, if there was this change about the nature of God, then maybe I should look at what the first vision has to offer me. And I knew the, the first vision in the Pearl of Great Price was dated 1838. Right, And right. so I thought, well, what did Joseph Smith write about the first vision before? I didn't know if he had at all or if there was thousands of manuscripts. I, I didn't know. So I go back in and, and find an 1832. It's the earliest mm -hmm. one. Somebody had, I don't know where I found this. But it was in his own handwriting, and he said he only saw one person. That was strange, but hmm. it tied in mm -hmm. back with the change in the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Made mm -hmm. me start thinking. And then the third thing was the Book of Abraham. Right. Those three right. things. 
So I ended up eventually bringing in a friend that I was actually his bishop, an institute director. I had him come to the house, or he offered to come to the house three weeks in a row and cover these three topics. Right. And I also right. went to a church historian and posed these three problems to him about these changes. So trusted experts you thought could kind of yeah, get you I squared thought, away. Give me some answers here yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm confused. I'm not overly analytical. Some might disagree with that. Well, but, but I. Well, you were an auditor, so. You yeah, know. I was. And so but, I. But it is encouraging because it means that you weren't quick to jump to conclusions. Well, no, and I was trying to, to figure unravel. it out. But yeah. it didn't make any sense because right. you can't have Joseph Smith seeing God and Jesus in 1820 yeah, yeah. and then change the. and write the Book of Mormon in 1830 that there's only one God. And yeah, yeah. there's actually other places in the Book of Mormon that I've learned since that support the one God concept. It doesn't talk about plurality of gods in no. the Book of Mormon. No, it's actually kind of semi-Protestant, most of the Book of Mormon, doctrinally yeah. speaking. Doctrinally speaking, yeah. yeah. It's, and there's very little distinctive Mormon doctrine in the Book of Mormon. Yeah. So. so I went to these yeah. experts, so to speak, people I thought could give me an answer. And I, I guess I've explained it in a way of stretching the truth or stretching the mm. answer. Mm -hmm. it, it just seemed like they were pulling out and trying to cover over the truth, not the truth, but the, the explanation in such a flimsy, mm -hmm. weak way. They weren't saying, okay, here's the truth. Right, right. Joseph Smith said right. this, or he wrote this, or no, the, actually, that's, <laughs> there were no changes to the Book of Mormon. Or the Book of Abraham is okay, or yeah. something. I mean, they just... They had their testimonies. They had their beliefs about the way the these th three things and they were. were. And they were probably honestly trying to relate to you how they were. <laughs> how they were dealing coping with, with the whole thing. Well, the in church historian, way. interestingly, made an interesting comment. He said, "We're aware of these problems." Right. And I said to him, "But don't the members, when they listen to your testimony, they know that you've studied this. They're relying on what you're saying." And he said, "I know what I'm supposed to say." and mm. I know what they want to hear. Mm. Mm. And I don't know, the hypocrisy of that just kind of really got me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, it kind of added to my problem rather and, than helped me. And you, were, you just wanted an honest, truthful, yeah. how do you rectify this yeah. kind of thing. And I eventually asked to be released from a couple of callings that I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting, the, one of them was a stake position, and so the stake president and his first counselor at different interviews, I met with them and posed these same things. Hmm. And they also had no, no good answer. Answers. In hmm. fact, I eventually was excommunicated because of these, yeah, these these things. And and yet, I believe they're true. They're factual. I I don't yeah. know uh, anyway. Well, that whole period. I mean, from two thousand five, like five years or so through two thousand ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of people realize it's a it's a multi year process for a lot of people, and you yeah. yourself included. I mean, how did you go through those five years? Uh, I mean, were you constantly in turmoil? I got more and was more miserable. Or, yeah. And your relationship with Carla on these things too? I mean, what, just give us a picture for those five years. What Good was question. those five years like? I actually, the first two or three were not so, so much. I yeah. mean, it, it thought, thinking uh, wasn't a big thing, but eventually the last year or two became more and more. There was Doris Hansen's show, mm -hmm. Polygamy, What mm -hmm. Love Is This? On, and Sean McCraney's Heart of the Matter. Right. Started watching those, 
And uh, it was interesting because Carla would go to water aerobics on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the nights that those shows were on. And she would so she's come, out of the house. She's out of the house. Right, right. I never talked to her about any of this. Yeah. And so she's out of the house. And when she'd come through the door after the water aerobics, like 6 to 8 or 8.30, um, then I'd turn the channel so she wouldn't know what I was doing. Ah, okay. The interesting, every once in a while she'd say, well, I'm going to dinner with my sister. We're going to go grab a bite. And I'd say, good, because now I can watch the rest <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Sean's wasn't so bad because okay, it aired honey. the next Tuesday. Right, you right. Know? But I really felt, I felt like I was deceiving her. I yeah. wasn't being honest. Yeah. And eventually around Christmas of 2010, it became, I was miserable. Hmm. I'd actually hmm. gone through this thought process. I by now had a list of things from Sean's show, from my own reading. I read, read Grant Palmer's Insider's View of Mormon sure. Origins. Yeah. So I was now aware of, of some of the anomalies and anachronisms and other mm -hmm. things of the Book of Mormon and <coughs> some uh, uh, more cre uh, credibility about the Book of Abraham and just yeah. knew now that there were problems. Polygamy. Masonry so, in the temple. So were you, were you uh, were you talking with anybody about this, or no. this is just you? Just me. Just to yourself. And every once in a while, I'd find something. Doctrine and Covenants twenty-seven. All of a sudden, here's all these visions that Joseph Smith has yeah. documented back yeah. in eighteen twenty-nine, eighteen thirty, thirty-one, whenever it is. I think mm -hmm. here's an answer. So I run over and I look at the Book of Commandments that was actually first written. Oh yeah, before in eighteen thirty-three. Yeah. It's not there. Oh, and Those things be. had been added after, yeah. back in 1835. Mm. It just became more and more clear to me, analytically speaking, <laughs> that, that Joseph Smith cannot have it this way and yeah. that way and that way. And yeah. so, so finally, Carter kept realizing there was something wrong, and I said, well, there is something, but... Uh, you know, it's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I kept thinking she thought I was going to have an affair or had had an affair yeah, or something. Yeah. She thought something else. Like Our imaginations can always yeah. imagine worse than what. <laughs> well, finally in is. February, I finally you share with it, her. Right? Yeah. And I go through the list, and she was. She's. Well, how about your children? Did your children notice anything too? Well, they didn't notice. They did notice. They. Yeah. They said, "What's the matter with Dad at Christmas time?" Because yeah. I'm just kind of to myself, and I'm miserable. And because if you were that, really, tormented. I'm in tormented because yeah. I've lived this life my whole life. Mm. I've been a full tithe payer. Mm -hmm. uh, always had a temple recommend. I was mm. just, you know, in callings, high council, gospel doctrine teacher, bishop. Right. Right. Bishop Bricks and everything. So. It was just no question that, mm. uh, so, but no, I didn't share with them either. Mm. But what happened with Carla is to share that with her, and she was shocked, but she was willing to look, and mm. within about six, eight weeks, she understood where I was coming from, and eventually she now is Christian as well. Yeah. So yeah. it was a wonderful experience. That's a great thing. Yeah. And I expected that to happen with my children, with my family, with my friends, and I've been so disappointed because mm -hmm. here I felt I had all this credibility. Now, I love Mormons. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. just now don't love Mormonism. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a, a gospel of Joseph Smith and that it's not yeah, factual. And, and you told me once, uh, your expectation was, is, is once you had gotten a lot of this settled in your mind, the, some of the problems, and based on your reputation and your credibility, that it would be a simple, uh, non-prideful thing to just say to everyone, family and friends, well, he here it is. 
and yeah, then this just pull is it what, back and expect people to yeah and just say oh well Earl you I certainly trust you you've yeah. you know you've never led us led me astray and I know yeah. who you are at least give me the respect or the yeah. the courtesy to look at what I have and and so why why so don't people why don't people respond it's a willing a willing blindness I think Doris called it that once yeah. upon a time I just don't think they want to even consider the fact that hmm. I don't know whether their belief or faith is so fragile because in Mormonism we teach that the glory of God hmm. is intelligence right but right. it's all right. based on what we hear in Mormonism as opposed to really knowing the truth I've yeah. now gone through the Bible and scriptures that I used all the time yeah. as a Mormon to support my Mormon doctrine. I realize in context that they have nothing to do with Mormonism. <laughs> yeah. They're taken totally out of context and yeah. they're quoted. Uh, it's just Isaiah 2.2 2 and uh, 2.1. Right. Somebody should well, yeah, well, let's talk about that new life um, after coming to the Lord. Uh, but I, but I'll, I'll tell the listeners, if you want more details about uh, the issues oh, you're yeah. going through and uh, uh, more, more of that whole history, the chronology of the act, those five years of agony, yeah. and the issues around it. Uh, online, exmormonfiles.com. There's a, in fact, there's a tab you can click that says Earl's story, and so there's more detail there. And that um, also gives some of the scriptures and some I, of the scriptures the, and, and, and specifics, yeah. just to find out what you're wrestling yeah. with. Thanks. But let me, but let me ask you as we kind of come closer to the end here. What life is different now for you? In, yeah. in what ways, I mean, that, that I think some of your friends and family who are still Mormon uh, would be surprised at. I mean, what's so different now? Well, Jesus is totally different. Yeah. Uh, he's not my elder brother. He's right. not, uh, not going to become a god. He yeah. didn't come yeah. here to progress. He is God. Hmm. And uh, I worship him, and I'm grateful for his, his free gift of grace that I never understood before. But that never that's never part of Mormon. Well, it's grace doctrine. after all we can do. After all you can do, right. So we're, we're working just like the Old Testament Jewish people. We're, we're living the law yeah. and trying to do our part. You know, yeah. we're on our little treadmill, not realizing mm -hmm. that, as it says, he that believeth in me hath everlasting life. Right. So Jesus right. has paid for my sins and stands between me and God representing me and making me, I'm clean through his righteousness and through the faith I have in, in Jesus. Well, now, and, different. and some Mormons will say, well, that's just giving up, Earl. That's just that's saying yeah. you, can't, you can't hack the, uh, the demands. You, know, well, you, you want to give up on... I challenge my 65 years against anybody's 65 <laughs> years in the church. Yeah, I, that's a good contrast. I didn't give yeah. up my, I didn't give up anything and I haven't adopted any sinful practices that uh, I'm closer to God now than ever before. I trust the Bible which yeah. is totally unique. Yeah, well, let's talk about I love the Bible. The cross. What, what's different about the Bible now? Because that, for me, in, in, when I talk to folks who make the transition out, it's one of the most exciting things to see because there's, it's just it a, such a transformation. It's tangible. It really well, is. Well, you know, in contrast to the Book of Mormon, which I really never appreciated the fact that there's no archaeology, no DNA or anything else, right. the, Book of Mor the Bible actually has context mm -hmm. and history and there's validity. There's manuscripts that support the, yeah. the, the doctrine. The New Testament, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. even more so, the Dead Sea Scrolls now support the Old Testament. Yeah, exactly. And Joseph yeah. Smith's changes to the to the Old Testament are totally not there. Yeah. <laughs> and so the yeah. Dead Sea Scrolls—that was another tipping point. Uh, the Dead Sea yeah. Scrolls—that was important. Yeah. So yeah, the Bible in context—I'm uh, still learning. 
There's yeah. a lot of things yeah. I don't know. Christianity's actually tough. Yeah. We're praising Jesus, and he's mm. he, and that's a rock I can stand on. But you do have to do your own thinking. Yeah. You do have to actually discern well, a little bit. You're not given it. Because fit. there's no organization above you per se. Yeah. That, there's no, that, you're not given all the answers like you are in Mormonism. Right, you have to do right. a little thinking. Yeah. And, and Mormons yeah. aren't really inclined to do much of that. Yeah, and in most Christian churches, the emphasis anyway is, is here's what I think, but look, here's the word. Yeah. And what do you think? How, yeah. how do you read this? What do you see? Yeah. And you, you discern for yourself. You think that would be pandemonium with everyone kind of doing whatever they want to do, yeah. but it's really not. It's it's no. it's quite clear. And the and in every church I've ever been, in, the emphasis is you need you need to build a relationship with the Lord through your relationship with yeah. the Word, not through a structure of an organization. Well, and so. there's freedom in Christ. We're not. Yeah. My yoke is easy. My burden mm. is light, and mm. I feel that. I don't feel like I'm on a treadmill, and yet everything I do is to please God. Yeah. So that's an interesting, subtle little switch. I was yeah, working yeah. before to please God and earn my way. In fact, in Mormonism, I'm trying to put him in my debt. Exactly. He owes yeah. me. He's bound when I do what he said. Yeah. What I yeah. what he said. In Mormon uh, in Christianity, I'm. I love God. I'm, I'm grateful to be part of His family in the body of Christ, and, and I those wanna, things come and as I want to please Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's radically different. It's a it's a real sense of peace that's not part of a works yeah. oriented. You know, I've got to achieve to gain what I need. Yeah. Well, we're really close to the end. I know. It's it's, I know how it goes so fast when I'm on that side. I of know. So. so, if you were gonna, uh, you know, say a word to LDS listeners right now, what would you say to them? Well, I actually wrote this down, and so I apologize for reading it, but, um, and I, it's kind of sarcastic, but listen to men, follow them blindly, don't read the Bible, don't think, don't mm. investigate, don't study. Mm. That's what I would tell the LDS if they have, and that's being facetious, but sure, um, yeah. if you're unwilling to look and to study, and I'm, I'm just trying to tell them that there is something totally different about Christianity and the Bible and Jesus and grace and they need to find that out and, and Joseph Smith and this polygamy and the masonry and the book of Abraham all the questions can be answered yeah. if you'll just step back and look at Joseph Smith mm. as maybe something other than what you thought he was so as a really practical tip what's if someone's curious you're saying, okay, I believe what Earl's saying. Yeah. <laughs> what, Give what, me a call. What do, you, what do you do? I mean, what's the very simple thing they can do to just start? What's the first step? Well, involve God. Yeah. Start reading John. Read the Bible. Read Romans, Ephesians, Galatians, right. and ask God for help. Yeah. Yeah, and He'll guide you. It may take three or four or five years, but eventually He'll put it on your heart and hopefully lead you along in the different things that you need to. To know to appreciate it's interesting what brings different people out yeah, yeah. sometimes it's isaiah 9 6. yeah you know, exactly everlasting father well we are we are out of time i know thanks earl okay and we'll see you next week yes i'll be here <laughs> <laughs> this has been the audio edition of the ex-mormon files the ex-mormon files is a production of main street church of brigham city for information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music